Oh, you're frozen. <sighs> this one will pro- I am? Yes. Did you get Botox without me? Fuck you. Here, I'll stop the video and start it again. Okay. Now, how is it? You as unfrozen. Thank Hooray. you. Ditching the Botox. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> hey, for what I'm ready. Here we go. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. Thanks for joining us on the Podfix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. Um, Tonight, we're going to talk about luck and magical things like that. Um, And in order to facilitate that conversation, Jill, what drink, what libation have you concocted for us this evening? Tonight, we are doing a beautiful drink, a really delicious one called the Grand Royal Clover Club. It's a gin drink, which of course makes you super happy because I love gin. Um, Add a little bit of grenadine, lemon juice, egg white, poof, it's a gorgeous cocktail. Um, Overall, this isn't so gross. (laughs) Right? And I even didn't make it with McQueen's because I ran out. (laughs) So I made it with uh, Empress 1908, which is that beautiful butterfly pea drink. Um, It's got the, it's that gorgeous purple color it's a like deep sapphire blue to start and then when you add the lemon juice to it it turns into kind of a lovely purpley color and then the egg white gives it that kind of silky texture along with that gorgeous foam and it's p-e-e no it's p-e-a yeah it's p-e-a butterfly p so don't worry it it's um actual like it's not urine right that would be sucky but gin does taste not like that sometimes. Hmm. Even I'll admit that. Um, now, now, what's funny is I'm running low on my Empress and I have to order it because I can't find anywhere locally that sells it. Uh-huh. So I used your favorite, my queen and the Violet Fog. I bet it was delicious with that. Fuck, it's amazing. Yeah. I even, I had to get more because I was running low on my McQueen stock. So oh, I ordered so more. Good. And I even got some Hendrix in the background because I'm like, I haven't tried Hendrix and I've liked other Hendrix stuff. So, Which Hendrix did you get? Um, did you get? So there's a new Hendrix that I've been seeing pictures of places and it's like a Lunar Harvest Hendrix. I don't know. Um, it looks like it's everything's harvested during the full moon or something like that, which totally feeds into our topic tonight of luck, <laughs> luck and magic. So if you it, use that, I would be super impressed. I did not um I did not use that and I did not do that on purpose by any means. Um I, I did, however, I, I didn't get the summer solstice. Um I got like a different Hendrix. I can't remember um which one. Fuck, maybe it was the summer solstice. No, I did get the summer solstice. Never mind. Well, that that goes. Yeah, it wasn't as it, I can see what drinks it would suit, but it didn't suit this. Of course, I make my own grenadine now. So oh, I was you so bougie and fancy. I don't know. So I was very hyper about what gin I was going to combine with my own special grenadine. And I decided um, McQueen because I taste the grenadine more than the gin. 
Um, so I'm looking on the Hendrix website right now, and what they're saying about the Lunar is that it is delightfully smooth and alluring gin that offers a balance of gentle spice, subtle flora notes, and a soft citrus finish. Um, it's all about moon bathing, basking <laughs> under the moon's glow, taking its transformative healing qualities to instill calmness in oneself by relieving the imbalances of the mind and body. It actually kind of reminds me of a book I'm reading. Oh, and what book is that? It's called, um, well, by reading, I, I mean, like, I don't have time to actually sit and read a book, so I listen to books. Um, but it's called The Discovery of Witches, and it's <gasps> first in a trilogy. Have you read it? Oh, yes, I've read it all. I've read all of it, plus the bonus fourth book. <gasps> There's a fourth one? Okay, There's- well, I'm on book one, and I think I'm almost done with book one, and I'm loving it so much. Yeah, there's even a, a series about it. Like a TV series? Like a TV series. Oh, I could look up and see where it's airing. I can't like, remember. I've been thinking the whole time. First of all, I love the way that the uh, the author narrates the book. Like there's so much more um, sort of extemporaneous filling in of stuff over dialogue there's not a lot of dialogue, but I love all of the thoughts and things like that that they put in. This is a great book, and I'm loving it so much. Oh, my gosh. All three books are fabulous. And the second one gets, again, feeding right into the topic of tonight. It gets into John Dee and a whole bunch of stuff during the Elizabethan era. I can say that much without spoiling it. You're going to fucking love this book series. It's amazing. It's a wonderful fantasy series. And uh, currently the network it's airing on is Sky One, but you can. Um, oh, and Alex Kingston, one of my favorite actresses. Oh, plays she's lovely. One- I love her so much. She plays her Aunt Sarah. She's got fucking great hair. Right? Oh, my gosh. But no, it's it's also airing on AMC, if you want to oh, watch the series. Cool. Well, and it's a well okay, cast. I can get it on one of the streaming networks because I don't have time to watch actual <laughs> shows. I, I totally get that. We started watching it um, Oh, I I can't tell you where exactly, but we started watching it that way and had to stop because we got through the first series because I told John the Brit he had to fucking watch it because I love the books. The third book's a little dark, but... Well, you know, it's magic. Right. So the reason we decided with this Clover Club drink, we decided Clover, luck, luck, magic, it all kind of goes together in one big thing. And feeding on that same I mean if we're talking about books and we're talking about magic and things like that have you ever read The Eight by Catherine Neville I have not no it's amazing it's kind of magic it's kind of um, the thing that I loved about it I love any book that has a strong female lead that's my jam like pretty much if it doesn't have a strong female lead count me out I'm not going to read it but if it has a strong female lead, I'm all down for it. And this particular book has two strong female leads. And it's also a book about chess. So Ooh. if you enjoyed The Queen's Gambit, um, you would really like this. And it's sort of 
the thing about it that's sort of magical is that it moves back and forth in time. Oh. It's not a magic book, but the main character is sort of embedded in this time-honored... It's been a while since I've read it, but there's this sort of time-sanctioned, time-honored tradition that she's part of, and it 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 sends you back and forth through time via chess. And it's and like I'm not super chess, but I loved this book, The Eight by Catherine Neville. Okay, it's really amazing. I um. highly suggest. I am making a note because um, I do that deal where every summer I get 12 more Audible credits. Just get them once a year? Um, I can get them anytime, but I automatically get every summer. I automatically purchase 12 of them. So I get like a whole bunch of money knocked off the price of my books. Oh, cool. I have Audible set. So I just get like one credit a month. So I can just like get a book every month. And uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Every July, I circumvent that and get the other. But I can buy extras anytime I want. Yeah, I can too. But like the 18th of every month, I get a new book. And I have to point out, I know you like books with a strong female lead, hence Contact. And that's my literal favorite book. Did you ever read it? I did. I did. And what crack I I, I legitimately did, thanks to audible.com, who's not a sponsor, but we would welcome it at any time. Absolutely. But one of the reasons that's at the top of my mind right now is because Nina texted me this week and said, hey, I finally started that book that Jill sent me. Um, And it's really good. Has she told you about it? It's by Carl Sagan. I'm like, oh, fucking yes. She's told me about it every year for the last 20 years. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did you think about that book? Contact by Carl Sagan is legit my favorite book of all time. It was freaking amazing. I mean, I loved the whole time tunnel or space tunnel, like wormhole yeah. thing. And then when she gets back, I was so pissed that like nobody would listen. And all of them, nobody would listen to them. I know because they couldn't have possibly have been gone long enough to travel. gone 10 seconds. And why were you talking to so-and-so? That makes no sense. Because that's how they appeared to me, you fucker. Oh, my gosh. It made me mad. But it totally made sense at the same time. Did it make you more mad if you go and watch the movie afterwards? I was so angry about the movie. Because Jodie Foster was going to make the movie. And I was like, fuck, yeah, Jodie Foster. She'll do this justice. And it didn't. It wasn't even... It wasn't even the same story. I it wasn't even know, a little bit the same story. Because I saw the movie shortly after it came out. so angry. And I thought, oh, that's kind of a neat movie. I mean, Jake Busey's being all Jake Busey and all that. Sure. But um, I was like, no, that's all right. And Jodie Foster is amazing as always because right. she's a fucking goddess. But yeah. um, it, uh, when I read the book, I was like, Oh my gosh, no wonder Jill was so pissed. This movie does nothing for the book. It's not even close. It's literally not even the same story. No, I mean, just her fights as just a woman and what she's doing even was just so powerful. I'm like, Carl Sagan totally fucking tapped it. Right? He did. And like, you could hardly, I mean, 
if you didn't know it was written by a man, you would not have been able to tell because he legit tapped into what happens to females in the workplace. Yeah, especially primarily male-dominated industries. So maybe this is a time. (laughs) Maybe this is a time we should talk about some things that we're thinking about in our world. We've been talking about how Always Never Right maybe has kind of come to its logical conclusion and looking at creating a couple of new um, podcasts. We seem to go in two directions. One is related to like pop culture and stuff like that. And one's related to more like political and workplace and women in the workplace and mansplaining and all that bullshit. (laughs) So at this point, Gina and I have decided that at the end of March, which will be two years of Always Never Right. Our anniversary. Our anniversary. So at the end of March, we're going to end Always Never Right. And we're not going to go off the air totally, though. Oh, we decided no. to create two new podcasts that will come out every other week. One will be a sort of pop culture podcast that'll be sort of fluffy, fun stuff with cocktails. The other yeah. one will be a um, What the Fuck is Wrong with People podcast at, about workplace type of things um, mansplaining, how do you deal with that sort of things, and sort of like supporting other women in their struggle in the workplace. So I hope you'll stick with us through those. We will be doing that um, after we end Always Never Write. We'll probably take a few months off so we can get a few in the in the can, get ourselves together, and then we'll come back online. And hopefully you guys will join us. We do love you so much and value you as listeners and as family and friends. So please, please stick with us. If you like our fluffier stuff, um, join our podcast that we will be calling Always Never. We don't want to totally cast off Always Never Right, but we sort of just want to redirect it. So we're going to change the name. It'll be Always Never. And that's going to be more of a fluffy pop culture, books, movies, that kind of thing. And then our other podcast, we're going to call Cut on the Bias. And it's going to be all about the bias in the workplace and that sort of thing. And we're going to be working with that and how and giving advice or at least our advice on how we think you can combat that kind of thing. Yeah, and the disclaimer will remain in effect for that one because we're not fucking professionals. We're just professional women. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, but, you know, and I'm glad you brought that up. And we're pretty solid on the names. We're going to workshop it a little bit. I imagine yeah. we'll come back around because that's what happens when we get something in our heads. We're like, oh, we're fucking right. So we're going to come back to it. Obvi. Obvi. But... We didn't, we have traditionally found this podcast to be varying into two directions. One is very, this is um, how this impacts women. And one is very, oh, yay, let's talk about books and movies. Woo! So and we're shopping. Like, let's, 
Yeah, let's turn into those fucking skids. So we're turning into the fucking skids. Yep. And we feel like those are two really separate things. So we wanted to separate them so we could really appeal to folks who, if you only want to listen to the ones that are about how do you combat this and how do you be a woman in the workplace today, we wanted to make sure you had the opportunity to just listen to us talk about that while we're drunk. And yeah. if you wanted to listen to us talk about shopping and fluffy stuff, then we wanted to make sure you had that chance because we know that we love shopping and fluffy stuff. Fuck yeah. So every every other week will be deep and the opposite weeks will be very surface level. We'll be shallow. 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 <laughs> oh, way to turn into the skid. Thanks. So anyway, but... Okay, so back yeah. to magic, luck, and all that stuff. Do you ever feel like there was something that happened to you that you are like, that was the luckiest fucking thing? If it wasn't for this particular thing, I would not have blah. Oh, I would not have my husband, a wonderful father for my daughter, and my son, were it not for... A stroke of luck via Red Dwarf. And I believe we've talked about this before. Truth, Red Dwarf. But there's also a clover um, way that this spins in, which I... I hear it. Okay. So uh, we've talked before about how the Red Dwarf joke, us making that joke to you on the same day as... Well, go ahead and say it again, just in case whoever's listening didn't hear that. Okay, so my husband and I are both sci-fi geeks, and one of our favorite series each, respectively, is Red Dwarf. And apparently, while Jill was playing EverQuest with John the Brit, um, she did that on the same day. I apparently had lunch with her or something, and we made the same Red Dwarf joke to her on the same day, and a little light bulb went off, and she went, oh, maybe I should introduce them. And, you know, 15 years... Yeah, nearly 16 years of marriage later. Oh, and shit. right in April, it's 16 years, tax day. Woo! Um, I'll never forget my anniversary. Yeah. Anyway, um, as a lot of people know, I was married previously and had a very painful divorce. And it was shortly after John the Brit proposed, and um, that was a period of time when I went back to see my parents fairly regularly. And I had parked behind their house and was walking in, and I was very, I was feeling very off center because I knew I loved John the Brit with all my heart, but I was still scared and a little traumatized by my first marriage. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do this again. Plus, he lived in England, and that was hard. Oh, yeah. That whole long-distance thing, 4,000 miles, puts a whole new spin on it. Yeah. So, I was walking um, around the back of my parents' house, and I was I was praying. I'm like, okay, God, you know me. I'm an idiot. I do not trust my own gut anymore. I really Which, need you to honestly that's wise. Yeah, that's why there's the whole never. <laughs> um, 
Um, I'm like, I need you to hit me in the head with a fucking two by four if I'm doing the right thing by having said yes. Um, and I happened to look down in my parents' yard and there's a fucking four leaf clover right between my feet. Was it and like, I, did it like glow? I mean, is that how you saw it like glowed and set itself apart or? Practically, because I, I literally, because I'm very much a, I look up when I'm talking, but when I'm done, I look down, like bowing my head in prayer. And I look down and boom, it was right there, right in between my fucking feet. And I was like, is this what's going on? Are you hitting me in the head with the two by four? And Nina said, so mom, when's John the Brick coming to visit again? I'm like, okay, okay, you clubbed me with two two by fours. So thank you. I appreciate that because I need that. (laughs) So I feel more solid with what I wanted to do in the first place because sometimes what I want to do isn't always what's best for me. But oh my gosh, it's true. It's just true. I still have that four leaf clover. I laminated it. And I um, keep it, and it's in a drawer, um, in a very safe drawer where you I can't keep it in it. your wallet. I did for a long time, but then I suddenly got scared I'd lose it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, if I ever get robbed, I'm going to lose that four-leaf clover, and that four-leaf clover means a fucking lot to me. So <laughs> don't you think if you had that four-leaf clover, you wouldn't get robbed? Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're always so. (laughs) (laughs) But he has like that's like that four leaf clover would make you not get robbed. I know, and now I have to completely reevaluate everything again. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry about it. (laughs) No, you're not. You're sorry, not sorry. Maybe that's what we should call a podcast. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's one called that. I'm sure. I I would be surprised if there wasn't. TM, TM, TM. So, I don't have any one thing that I ever felt like made me lucky. But in my life, I have just always been lucky. Well, you're Irish. Well, (laughs) yeah, but, like, not all Irish people are lucky. Hello, potato famine. Um, (laughs) Fair. I've always just been that person who, like, it's not like I walk into the grocery store and they're like, you're the one millionth customer. You get groceries forever. But, you know, I'll walk in someplace and somebody will be like, well, you want this? And here's this cute little radio. And it's like a little 7-Up cool radio. Or or you got a job and you met me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had luck in my life that has resulted in beautiful consequences like meeting you and meeting Rexy and the reason I met Rexy I mean obviously you and I we met because you are persistent and um (laughs) we worked in the same place and got scheduled together a lot and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. Rexy and I ended up on the same team and our boss told Rexy you need to be friends with Jill and the two of you can do all kinds of things together because she knows all kinds of stuff and she came from tech too and you can do these things. And so Rexy's like, hey, boss says we should be friends. And I'm like, okay. I thought she was far too cool for me because at the time she had blue hair and I was like, you're so cool. Why are you so much cooler than me? 
what I thought about you. Well, she was far cooler than I was. However, my team was kicking everybody's team's ass. And so I was very confident in what I was doing. So I was like, yes. You're always confident. Um, No. Well, to weasels like me, you're always confident. Uh, You just think that. (laughs) That's not actually true. Don't burst my bubble. Go with it. Okay. So, yeah, that's true. I'm actually always confident. (laughs) But overall, in my life, I've always just felt like I'm very lucky. I just am. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think you are. And I do think that... One giant um, luck charm you've had in your life is Millie. I was just going to say, look at my kid. First of all, while she didn't sleep through the night, she potty trained herself. She has been basically the easiest kid to raise that you could ever possibly raise. Mm -hmm. I mean, she's got issues, but... Even with Tourette's and all the stuff that she's got going on, she's got the best attitude about it that you could even possibly have. Yeah, if you ever want a uh, case study in nature versus nurture, uh, nurture is at least 50% because she's so fucking your daughter. I hope so. I hope that I can, I hope I can take some credit for that. Well, it's that confidence thing. You instilled in her such a huge level of confidence. And she had that naturally. When she was four, she would say to me, Mommy, can I go over to that table and thank that man for his service? And I'd say, (laughs) sure. And she'd walk over. Like, she would just, like, get down from her booster seat and walk over to wherever some veteran wearing one of those hats was. And she'd say, hello, Thank you to your service. <laughs> and that's why I say 50-50, because half of it is she's just innately fucking amazing. But you nurtured that, and that's huge. But she has also been a good luck charm in your life, because yeah. she crystallized a lot of things for you. She did. Um, she has been... Um, just instrumental in a lot of your most positive life changes. That's true. So as Nina was for me and AJ, I mean, it's when you have the right people in your life, whether they're um, born to you, whether you get them through marriage or attrition, for lack of a better term, or what the fuck ever. Through work, through adoption, through whatever. I think that having the right people in your life turns you lucky. Oh, yeah. You and Sarah are my fucking good luck charms up one side and down the fucking other. There's just, like, so you make all my personal decisions. She makes all my business decisions and life is good. Well, you're one of my good luck charms. I know for a fact, if I call you, everything gets better. Oh, that's so sweet. I know it's kind of dumb, but I mean, it's dumb to say that, but it's true. If I'm having a really difficult time and I call you, things automatically get better. Somehow. I will say, mom always said I was her and dad's good luck charm. That's because you were a total accident and she was afraid to say, we fucking hate you. (laughs) (laughs) We were so embarrassed because... It was a happy accident, damn it. (laughs) You were a happy accident, and she was afraid to say, I don't even know what to do with you. But you are a good luck charm to a lot of people, and you have a joyous soul. 
I, you know, and you have an uplifting soul yourself. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we're good together because, but do I? No, you do. Because think about what my divorce was soul fucking crushing. Yeah. And one of the, okay, two of the reasons, um, you and Sarah, I would not have made it through that whole point. And, and my older sister, obviously, because yeah. she took me in. But, um, I mean, you gave me a lot of personal uplift. Sarah gave me a lot of professional and you can fucking do this uplift. And my sister's like, your family is here for you uplift. That was like the perfect fucking lucky trifecta for me. <laughs> so the trifecta. I did. You you made me leave the house. I would not have left the house, but for work hours and going to see my sister and nephews were not. I remember so many lunches at Applebee's. Holy shit. <laughs> and chilies. I know. Oh, God. Oh, but pivoting completely, not even tangentially rela- related, but I do feel like we're getting a little deep and I don't want to cry. So I'm going right. to shift us. Totally. Luckiest person I ever knew in my entire fucking life. Yeah. My great uncle Gil. Why was he so lucky? Well, for one thing, his father was a seventh son of a seventh son. And you know what they always say about that? Mm, Okay. Magical. So, um, my great grandpa was the seventh son of a seventh son. And he was... Um, very in tune with a lot of things going on around him. He always seemed to know when something was coming up, when you had to account for something. It was just weirdly uncanny. He always said, if if I can ever pass this along to someone, I'm going to pass it to my favorite son, which kind of sucks that he had a favorite kid of six, but whatever. And there was no girls or anything? Oh, there were three girls, three boys. So were there girls in between the seventh sons? Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, my great grandpa was the seventh son of the seventh son. He passed it to his favorite son, who was his youngest of six. He didn't okay. get seven himself. Okay. So I, I can't remember whether he it had sisters matter. or not, but I have a picture of all seven sons. So that's cool. Yeah, I know. Right. I love the family pictures, but um, my dad was a seventh kid. Oh, but he had, son, but he had sisters. He had sisters, so he doesn't get the magic, but... Um, he was magical to me. Okay, so he was Uncle Gil, whatever. Plus, he was fucking magical. Um, but he always said, if I can pass my luck and my insight to my favorite son, Gil, I'm going to. And I saw that face he made after sipping gin, but I'm going to ignore it. So... <laughs> I don't um, think now. Uncle... Gil, my great uncle, obviously, is mm-hmm. my grandmother's little brother. It's one of the fuckiest looking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm best one ever. Get <laughs> the best one ever. <laughs> you cut that, I will cut you. I'm not gonna cut it. I'm awesome. gonna. I'm gonna turn into that fucking skid. He was one of the fuckiest. God damn, you did it again. <laughs> He was the fucking luckiest. (laughs) (laughs) He was 
one of the fucking luckiest people I ever met because one of the things he did, I worked at, okay, quit fucking laughing at me, even though it's totally deserved. So funny. Uh, one of the first jobs, uh, actually the first job, not one of the first jobs because I wasn't that. Well, no, technically, one. okay, I'm going to just shut up. It technically was. Go ahead and say the story. Oh, my God. <laughs> the first job non-family I ever had was for a grocery store. Okay. And I, and I worked there right when the lottery became legal in the state I grew up in. Okay. So... My great uncle, Gil, comes in and says, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. And we're like, okay. So he buys a lottery ticket. He goes out to the y, uh, to the car with Uncle Meg, scratches it off, comes back in because he'd won 10 bucks. I'd like to trade it in for 10 more lottery tickets. Okay, Uncle Gil. So we sent him back out. He goes back out with Aunt Meg, scratches it off. I won 20 bucks. Oh, I can get 20 more lottery tickets. Okay, Uncle Gil. So he sent him back out. He scratches him off, comes back in. He won like 50 bucks. And this keeps going until after like 45 straight minutes of these scratch off lottery tickets, he's won like a couple thousand dollars in 1988 money. Wow. And he was always. John Mulaney is like, you know, the John Mulaney thing where he's talking about iced tea and. How I see in the um, Law and Order is like, you mean to tell me he likes little girls or like when he likes to play the ponies or like if you play too many scratchy lotteries? <laughs> you know, John Mulaney's fucking amazing. And his iced tea thing is kind of dead on for SVU. It yeah, really it is. So is, but I love it. Like literally that or too many scratchy lotteries. That's like one of our things that we say in our house all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or if somebody plays too many scratchy lotteries. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, which when I was trying to research for this episode, because I actually did research, I just didn't get very far. <laughs> But uh, when I was researching for this episode, I got to find it now. There was a guy in Washington State who um, won like $55,000 in a scratch-off ticket in the lottery. Nice. And Oh, no, wait, shit, that's not it. Hold on. <laughs> you suck at this game. I do suck at this game, and I really am pissed at myself right now. But there is some guy. Right, while you're looking, let me let me do a little... Luck be a lady tonight. <laughs> Luck be a lady tonight. Not girl from Ipanema? No. Okay. Luck no. if you're a lady, if you're a lady to begin with. Luck be a lady tonight. There we go. Okay. And now I seriously have it. Okay. Bill Morgan of Melbourne, Australia. Okay. Won a car and a scratch off lottery ticket. Okay. When he was asked to reenact his win for the local news outlet, he won another $250,000 in front of the cameras. Wow, that's cool as fuck. That's lucky. That is lucky. Thank you, crack.com. <laughs> if you anyway. were going to say, like, 
when you see something, like I've heard there's different animals, like rabbits or lucky or whatever. Have you ever felt like there's something that makes you feel lucky? Cardinals. Yeah. It's uh, yellow butterflies too, for an extent now, but my entire life, if um, we saw cardinals, we knew we were going to have a good day. Or if dad made a blood sacrifice on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. That's creepy. Yeah. Well, like if dad like stepped on a needle on New Year's Day, we knew we were going to have a good year. If nothing happened to him, we knew our crops were probably going to be wiped out. When my sister got married, dad almost lost his finger in a farming accident. So we knew. Oh, God. Did she get married on New Year's Day? Uh, No, it was, it didn't apply just to New Year's. It also applied to major events. So she got married in August, but he literally almost lost his finger two weeks beforehand. And she's had an amazing marriage. And um, my first marriage, you know, dad didn't injure himself. So, you know, no wonder that failed, but it was actually. at your wedding, one of our friends' hair caught on fire. But, yeah, but she's she, a complete bitch anyway. So. She was a bitch and she wasn't dad. So, you know. True. But my sister's wedding, he actually it was his flip finger. <laughs> <laughs> so we were teasing my brother-in-law. You know what dad thinks of this marriage? <laughs> it was great. Maybe that's why it went so well. Because he was scared shitless for it not to. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I think for me, um, well, I mean, elephants have always been my spirit animal, but ever since my dad passed, I felt like ladybugs are my lucky animal. What was I it? I say animal. It's not an animal. It's a bug, but. Whatever. Non-human entity. Ladybugs. I see them and it makes me feel lucky. What was, was it? It was butterflies. I think butterflies are for you, too, because weren't butterflies dancing around the house when we went to help move your mom? Yes, there was a there were two butterflies dancing in the in the um, air conditioning thing. Remember? Yes. Yes. That's what made me think of it in the air conditioning vent. And I definitely thought one of them was my dad. And they kept coming back. Yeah. Two butterflies kept coming back. Just so sweet. That That was so cool cool as fuck. But now I think there are animals, even if all it does, even if it's all in your head, if you see something and it does make you go, today's going to be a good day. Hasn't it still been good luck, even if it's you manifesting it? I suppose. And that's okay. It is, yeah. So there you go. It's all it's all good. So if you see a certain animal, like if I see a cardinal, if you see a ladybug, we're like, today's going to be a fucking good day. Maybe whether it's because our dads or um, something, some good omen is telling you it's going to be a good day. Awesome. Or if it's because we're making it a good day or we're refusing, we're not refusing to see it any. Okay. If we're refusing to see it any other way. Awesome. I think that's true. I mean, I think you get to a point where it's not a bad day. Yeah. And, I mean, that's a huge thing because I'm the fucking eternal optimist. Yes. So, even though I suffer with anxiety and depression, but, you know, we're going to go with that. (laughs) I still look at the bright side of it. It's made me a great attorney. It's 
made me a thoughtful person, even though I sometimes can't read people. It's made me what I am. And that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot to it, I think. I think there's a lot to luck as a mindset. Yeah. People and who just think I'm lucky are lucky. Yeah. I mean, and and you can always, I, I think, no, uh, granted, I come from this from a position of privilege, but I think you can always view yourself as lucky. How much of lucky do you think has to do with gratitude? I think a lot of it has to do with gratitude. Because, like, I mean, you were talking about Millie being a lucky charm for me, but for me... Um, so much of my relationship with Millie is just gratitude for having her in my life. I wanted so much to be a mom and I worked so hard to get her as part of my life that having her there, I think, I think I have so much gratitude for her and I have all along. I think there's an element, uh, I think in that case, I mean, I think she has legitimately been a good luck charm, but I think part of it has been inspiring you to manifest the good things in your life because it inspired you to, it, it, much in the same way with me and Nina, this is treatment I am better than and I need to model better behavior for my child. True. But at the same time, how weird is it that all of a sudden tea was in your life again after so many years? Yeah. How weird is it the red dwarf joke? I mean, I think there's a combination. I think there's what we push forward. And I think it's I think there's what God, the universe, however you choose to classify it, um, puts in your path. I agree with that. Uh, and I think, you know, there's luck you push out. There's luck you pull in. But, you know, a push generally. A push me, pull you. Yeah. Dr. Doolittle. I love that. So, yes. So, yeah, you know, I guess I've always considered myself a very lucky person, just as evidenced by you being in my life. Oh. And, um... Right back at you, babe. <laughs> okay, I could just put that more eloquently, but I couldn't think of the words. So, <laughs> well, you've had lots of drinks, and you said a lucking fucking bastard. So, <laughs> so <laughs> many times, it was so awesome. Whatever it was, it was completely awesome. Oh. But yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's wind this up. <laughs> of course, as always. Remember, you can find our topics and the recipes for what drink, what we drink. <laughs> I'm what leaving drink that in because posted on our website at alwaysneverwrite.com whenever I get to it because it does take me a while. Sometimes I'm like three weeks behind it at this point. <laughs> but we also have a contact us page for a reason. So send us love. Tell us what you think about the ideas for our new podcasts and we'd love to hear the way in contact us page hello and in that case good or bad despite our uh fragile egos because we want to know what you think of these proposed changes because yeah, we do 
we feel good about them, but we want you to feel good about them because we love you. And we're also a little hesitant because change is hard. Change is really fucking hard, even if it's fucking lucky change. Yep. But thank you for joining us for a Lucky Bitches episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gina. And thank you so much for making us a part of your week. And please continue to do so. But we'll talk more next week, my dolls. And thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. Booyah. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Right is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guilty as sin assholes. <laughs>